Kelly Schoenstrom is joining us today. We're talking about our budgeting basics today. Kelly, thank you for being here. We talked about this earlier. We just started talking about Pepsi flavored ketchup and it got me all flustered. I think it sounds not like my favorite. Um, hi, Kelly. Um, I'm not on board with Pepsi flavored ketchup. If anyone <laughs> needs my opinion. <laughs> I can't even imagine. It's like, yes, I'll have a Pepsi with a hot dog and some ketchup on it, but I don't want to mix the two. But now, you know what I'm going to do? I'm probably going to go home and, and try to pour some Pepsi in my ketchup and see if it tastes like, I don't know. I No, I probably won't do that because it sounds gross. It sounds uh, gross. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't sound like something I need in my life. I might try no. it if it's around, but that's about as far as I'm going to go with that. <laughs> well, let's focus on money instead. Should we do that? That sounds good. Today, we're chatting about five questions to ask yourself before making a big personal finance decision. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Because, um, you can do things that like, a, Oh gosh, I've got to do this. I got to do it now and make a split decision. It could be really bad. Yeah. And some of these financial decisions, you know, stick around for quite a while, especially when we're talking about five, seven, 10 year loans, 30 year loans. And so, um, it's always good to just sit back and reflect. I know last week we talked about a little bit of like, um, the emotional side and the effects of money. And this kind of goes in line with that. We're talking about what to ask yourself, how to sit with these thoughts and really reflect on these big decisions because, um, you know, something has to give money. Isn't always just, you know, unlimited, um, unfortunately. And so when we decide to take out a loan or spend money in certain areas, we're giving up spending money in other areas. Right. And so it's really good just to make, um, a conscious decision about this and to be um, aware of all the pieces of the puzzle. And, um, yeah, that's what we heard today to talk about. Okay. So a lot of people are probably going, oh, good. I'm glad she's going to say this because this is what I've been considering. So stop what you're doing, get a pen and paper and maybe write these five tips down a little bit. What's number one? Okay. So number one is, do I understand what I'm signing up for? And this might sound easy, but, um, it, it goes into, you know, all the details of what you're about to do. And so if you're about to take out a loan, do you understand all of the fine print, you know, those 50 page documents that we're all signing, but do you understand how long the loan is going to be taken out for how long you're going to have to be making payments? Do you understand the interest rate and whether it's flexible or variable or if it's fixed? Do you mm -hmm. understand how much monthly payment is going to be? Um, and then if you miss a payment, what does that mean? And so it's all about just instead of I'm getting a new car, um, it's figuring out exactly what you're signing up for, how long this loan is going to be, how much you're going to be paying, how this affects the rest of your finances. And so it's it seems like a relatively simple question, but all of those details are so important and it's something that everybody should truly understand. Okay. So understand what you're signing up for. Number one, how about number two? Okay. Number two is why does this have to happen right now? And this will kind of get to the bottom of, do I need this or not? Right. And so let's stick with our car loan example. Are you taking out a car loan because your other car broke down and you have to travel far from work or you have to have, you have kids that have to get to daycare every day, or your other car isn't reliable. Or you're spending too much money on repairs every single month. It'd be cheaper just to have, you know, a monthly payment. And all of those seem like reasonable, um, reasonable excuses to get a car. Right. Um, mm -hmm. or are we getting a car loan because, our neighbor just got the latest model of whatever car and we kind of love it or um, our car isn't quote unquote new enough for us or we're, we're having another kid and we want something bigger, even though we maybe necessarily don't need anything bigger. And so um, it's just actually acts, 
actually asking yourself, why is this happening right now? Why at this point in my life? Is it out of a need, um, a necessity, or is it out of kind of a want and um, something that you maybe honestly can't even afford right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that is a big one because you'll see people in the neighborhood, like their neighbor gets a new car and everybody's like, oh, that sure looks nice. Wow. And pretty soon uh, people are running down to the car dealership and they're all coming home with a new car. But in the neighborhood seems to have, have one. Yeah. And it's always, you know, fun and the monthly payment isn't so bad and, you know, you can, you can afford it. Right. And, and Kelly, we're not talking about whether or not you can afford a monthly payment. Um, It's, well, that's a big deal, of course, but it's about, do you need to afford that monthly payment? Because if you're spending 400 bucks a month on a car loan or even 250, let's say, um, if I asked you, Hey, would you rather have $250 a month extra in groceries or in restaurants or in vacation, you might say yes. And so that's an easy indicator that maybe the car loan isn't quite necessary. And if you'd rather have that money go somewhere else, of course, if it's a need, you don't really have that option sometimes. But um, yeah, just think about the the monthly payment that you're making every single month and think, geez, if I could have this go somewhere else, would I? Or do I truly love and need the car? And maybe I'll go that route. Mm hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. If you say, okay, am I going to be happy with $250 a month or $500 a month or whatever your payment might be? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's next? And so number three goes along the line with that. Of what would you do with that money if you didn't spend it on that car loan each month? So start thinking about your debt and other expenses that you have. Maybe look at your budget. If you don't have a budget, now's a great time to start getting one together. But can you truly afford this monthly payment that you're about to take on? Um, do you need to pull money in other areas of your of the categories in your budget to afford it? Um, and if so, are you okay with that? And so looking at your budget, rearranging some things, um, and maybe you don't need to rearrange some things. Maybe you have plenty of money to go around and that's okay too. But um, we have to give and take. Money isn't unlimited, unfortunately, as much as we want what? it to be. I know, Kelly. Um, and so really doing the, the due diligence, the homework before you take out the loan to figure out how you're going to make it work, because there's nothing um, worse than signing up for a five to seven year loan, Kelly. And then that's when you figure out how you're going to afford it. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. I thought I had this money, but I actually don't. And this is going to be really hard or figuring out, you know, a lot of times if it's your first vehicle. Uh, people get excited about buying one the first time they get you know qualified to buy one. So they do it. But then they totally forget that how much um, the licensing is going to cost and the registration and um, how much you're going to be paying for insurance every month on top of the payment. You know, it's a lot more for a brand new car than it is for an older car, that kind of thing. Exactly. And look at where you live. You know, being in the city is going to cost a little bit more, especially in insurance and maybe parking than if you lived out um, in the country or out in a rural area. And so there's a lot that goes into it. And, um, you know, we need a car sometimes. That's totally understandable. But do we need the car that you're buying, right? To stick with the car loan example. Or can we buy a $5,000 car that you don't need a payment for and it'll actually still do the job? And so um, it's just something to think about. It's something to make sure that you're aware of, because again, that's what we're talking about today. Just th things to keep in mind and things to be aware of before you sign up for the debt. Um, and that's always good to do it before you sign up for the debt. <laughs> the debt. Yes, it is. Okay. I know things can get like, I mean, the very next day you might change your mind. I don't know if it was my mom or my dad that always said, you know, if you're wanting to make a decision right now, wait 24 hours before you do it. 
Exactly. And, and to, to go with that a little bit further, Kelly, so cars are one of the biggest things, um, maybe not the only thing, but the biggest thing that loses value the second you drive it off the lot, right? It depreciates constantly. Unlike, you know, a house theoretically goes up in value. Um, a car does not. And so if you buy this car and you take out this loan and you decide that you want, you know, you're changing your mind, you no longer want or need the car. Um, you probably owe more money than you're going to be able to get for it if you do it fairly quickly. And so another reason to just make sure you have your ducks in a row with not only a car loan that you're going to want to go after, but any other type of debt, because, um, you don't want to really regret that decision. And on top of that, lose money on the deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Are we out of steps or are we keep going? No, we have a couple more. So the next one is, am I trying to make somebody else happy? And this can, you know, it's something that you want to make sure that this debt it's, if you're taking it on, right, it's affecting your finances. And so you want to make sure that you're on board with it and no one's convincing you of something, or you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Like we said um, earlier, Um, it doesn't matter what other people think about your lifestyle or what they think about your house or your car or other things that you might want to take out money for. This should be truly something that makes you happy and that you want and you need and you're comfortable with. And so just make sure that you think about that. And um, if a spouse is involved in the decision, of course, we have to take their opinion into into account, especially if you're sharing finances, but um, you have to be on board with it too. Everyone has to be um, you know, a player in the game. And so just make sure that you're truly thinking, does this feel good? to me? Um, or am I going to maybe regret this decision? And if you think you, uh, I'm not really sure about this one, then definitely take the extra time that's needed to think about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right, Kelly. And the last one is, does this align with my larger goals? And so going back to your budget, and if you don't have a budget, now's a great time to start one, as we said, but look at what the goals would be um, when you're creating your budget. And so you want to have some now, some near and some future goals. What do you want to accomplish, you know, in the next three to five months? What do you want to accomplish this year or the next three to five years? And when you think about all those goals and how much money you currently make and how how that all fits into your alignment with your budget. Think about is this new debt, does it work well with all those other things? Can I still afford to accomplish my goals taking on this new debt? Can I still um, afford to do the things that I love in life that are just in my budget um, or afford to pay my bills that are in my budget taking on this new debt? And so, of course, there are some debts that we don't really have a choice. Um, You know, we're in hard times or we don't make enough money and something truly horrible has happened. But sometimes we do have a little bit of a choice. And even if we do need that car immediately, we don't necessarily need the nicest car on the lot immediately, right? And so just ask yourself, are you still able to do those quality of life things? Because Kel, that's really what's important, right? It's making sure that we have money and we have time carved out to do the things that we love most. And sometimes an extra car payment or a higher mortgage um, won't allow us to do those things. And um, that's just not living our best life. People want to maybe discuss all these kind of things, maybe with somebody outside of the house. Like maybe they just want some advice. I know that you you offer things to people through your website, kellyshowstrom.com. 
Yes, eggs, absolutely. And so you can go to my website, kellyshowstrom.com, as you've said, and there's going to be the freebie library there where you can sign up for all the free tools. And for those of you that listen every single week and you haven't signed up for it yet, you really should because on top of the freebie library, you'll also get signed up for the weekly newsletter. And that's me just jumping into your inbox for little reminders and tips and tricks on how to better manage your finances, free tools and podcast episode releases and all sorts of information. And so, um, yeah, the freebie library is a great place to get started if you don't want to spend any money to come because I totally get it. Not having any money and then having to pay for services sometimes seems a little backwards. But um, but then if you're ready to dive in and you're not making as much progress as you want on your own, that's where I'm here to help. And we can do one-on-one coaching. You can also just um, buy the course, which is a lot more affordable and you can get started today on that and you have that lifetime access. So a lot of options for you to get started. And so there's no excuse to not change your, your finances for the better. How great was it when you got that debt paid off, when you changed your mind and you're like, oh my gosh, I got rid of this. Kelly, that was an extra, well, my minimum payments were $500, but I was paying upwards to $1,500 a month on my debt to get it paid off quickly. And that was so an extra $1,500 a month that I had immediately to start doing things that I wanted. And so my emergency fund, as you can imagine, is able to be fulfilled so much more quickly when you're putting that much money towards it a month. I didn't have to worry if something bad happened with my car or I needed extra money for something. I wasn't making a student loan payment and paying extra on my student loan. So I had the cash to make sure that I didn't have to go further into credit card debt. And so as you can see, all this stuff is related and all this stuff kind of spirals and it can spiral poorly, right? And we're taking on debt and not thinking about the things that we're doing, but it can also spiral in a great direction. If you're actually, you know, paying off debt, having extra cash, being able to not take on credit card debt. Um, and it's just the best feeling ever to know that you're in control of your money and every penny of your money goes towards the things that you want to most. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. All right, Kelly, thanks so much for your advice. Kelly is where you can learn more. K-E-L-L-Y-S-J-O-S-T-R-O-M. And uh, find find all those free tools and get started. Put your money back in your pocket right now. Put it back. You don't need that thing over there.